Well, here we are again. Um, I think this is our third or fourth uh, podcast attempt to support the learning for the last three, four weeks on global marketing. It's not easy from this perspective, and I'm sure it's not easy from your perspective. I've just uh, put together a few, if you like, summative slides of all the weeks which have gone on before uh, and put a technological twist on them. So if I kick off with slide three, um, which is looking at the learning outcomes, I'm trying to get you to think more broadly how technology is, if you like, a precursor to decisions which you may take in getting goods to market and how you sell those goods to market. So what I, I have on slide four is uh, a quick summary of, you know, product price place promotion with an economic trading backdrop because that formulates the actions which you're enabled to do in order to take products to a much more diverse market. So into slide five, I made some assumptions uh, this morning um, Assumption is that the UK is quite a stable economy. Our currency has got somewhat weaker as a consequence of this uh, Brexit. We are primarily a service economy. We don't make much. What we do make is high-end engineering items. Or we uh, sell our designs abroad. We allegedly are the fifth or the sixth richest economy in the world. So we're not a poor society at large. Ahead of us in that game, of course, are Germany, Japan, America, and now, of course, China. We're roughly on a par with France. But I've, I've, I've made some objective notes there below because the reality is we still have this political turmoil with Brexit. Yes, we came out on the 31st of January. Negotiations are supposed to go on until conclusion at the end of this year with a proviso to extend those by another six months. But with all this coronavirus uh, um, impact, I don't know how far or whether that timetable will ever be met. Um, I consider that the handling of this pandemic, to use the word, is inefficient. We all know the stories about PPE. We all know about the stories about testing and tracking and tracing so we've possibly got a little loss uh, of confidence in government decision making uh, yes industry service and manufacturing have been leaving the uk since that brexit uh, referendum financial houses have left the city as well as manufacturing organizations will be leaving in due course uh, probably famously honda and nissan so economy is weakened this year and depending on what you read and what you look at, our GDP could really be a minus 6 or minus 14% this year. Uh, it's horrific on how we would term this as really being uh, a recession if not moving into a depression with possibly high unemployment because casual work in the tourist industry isn't possibly going to be required then we don't know what's happening to the travel industry with flights and, and goodness knows what so we could have high unemployment for quite some time uh, 
Uh, and so <clears throat> society is going to go through a radical change. Not only here, I can only talk about here, it will be a similar replication in France as a tourist economy. Similarly in Italy, which has been devastated as has as Spain. So we, we have to see. And of course, we are now out of the collective of the European Union to put financial measures in place to support economies. So what we will do, I don't know. But I'm just trying to give you what the trading conditions could be uh, when you consider marketing, global marketing and, and the industry at, at large. So a start is what I put is about the world. Probably China is in pole position. They've managed to, um, if you like, squeeze coronavirus down to one state of Hubei province. I know they've had a few cases of late, but on the whole, they've now moved on away from this term lockdown. The America... Uh, to me is in turmoil they don't know whether they're locking down or wanting to open the economy um, and they are of course the worst hit country with this pandemic uh, and only time will tell we'll see what happens either more deaths and they decide to stop um, the economy more or whether they can ride roughshod over that Markets have crashed, uh, financial markets across the globe, values of companies have uh, diminished as a consequence of um, lacking uh, global trade. Uh, demand for oil is virtually flat, prices at an unprecedented low level for modern times um, and therefore, as you've probably noticed, the price of petrol at the pump is cheaper. On the positive note, the internet is still going, and probably this is where you're getting your main news and daily interaction from. Working from home seems to be um, an increasingly popular choice by many nations, so maybe that's another change which will occur post the apocalypse of this pandemic. Uh, unemployment through the roof, it's not only here, some of you may have seen the statistic for America where it's shot through the roof in, in a matter of weeks. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think I'm wrong on the statistic, but isn't it gone up to something like six or seven or maybe 10 million people? Uh, and of course, the travel industry has virtually collapsed, um, which in the end fueled the coronavirus outbreak. However, it also is part of the ongoing international trade where people see new ideas and, and new concepts which may turn into um, business opportunities. I did a little surf on the internet and I came across this um, abstract on an academic article. Uh, and as you can see, it's sort of saying that the internet has really accelerated globalisation, um, be it... Um, comms or capital movements uh, and of course financial markets are part of that exchange rates interest rates of course now are, are markedly different to what they were uh, just three months ago but nevertheless they still shape the business environment in which you can operate in um a product. Um, I've got a bit of a simplistic view here for you because part of the questioning is glocalisation on coursework two, the replacement to the exam. Uh, 
Uh, and we know the iPhone is a, is a global product. But we talk about localising the product as well. So I thought of my, my simplistic view is, is steering wheels on cars. It's either left-hand drive or right-hand drive, which you have to adhere to the local customs and expectations for road safety that cars are going to be either left-hand or right-hand drive. So you have modified it for the local market. But of course we also know that cars are really global products. A BMW 3 Series or a Mercedes S-Class or a, or a Fiat Punto are virtually identical apart from the steering wheel. And what I'm saying is maybe that it's further localised by, say, the vocal computers now we have on cars, <coughs> which will be in a, in a local language. We have uh, KPH or miles per hour um, on the speed dial. So therefore, again, you've modified the product to being a bit more local. Global product, but localised for that marketplace. Uh, and it is a simplistic view, but I'm sure there are hundreds of others which you can think of. Um, all our electrical products have different currencies going uh, currents going through them so we're 240 europe 220 etc uh, sockets which go into the wall are different so there's all a manner of different products have to undergo some slight modification making it a bit more localized um, global logistics distribution getting that product to the market. Uh, Amazon is sailing away. I think there was a statistic the other day it was making something like £6,000 a second. Um, and undoubtedly the internet has enabled that technology. Um, but do we still want to distribute through shops? Is that a bit low-tech? Or do we want to be through Amazon, where Amazon are going to distribute my goods on my behalf. And then, of course, is the large wholesaling conglomerate, which is known as Alibaba, where you've had an experience of that, and there's a whole manner of goods which you could purchase there, whether it be agricultural, to gaming machines, to motorbikes, as you know. Um, virtual supermarket chains is what I've put in because... I've shown you throughout the um, last couple of years that people are no longer really having to touch field products. They can scan the barcode in, get it delivered as they arrive home. Uh, and that's enabled through technology. So thinking a little bit more out of the box, using uh, smaller spaces in high streets, keep your costs down, but still offering a fast, reliable service. I've also put physical places. I know we can buy a car online, but probably we would still go to a car showroom and have a look and test and see and flick the switches and what have you, given that it's a huge investment. A bed. We we can buy beds over the internet, but really, nowadays, beds and mattresses are quite complex. You might want to try out the mattress before you actually purchase. Kitchen fittings. 
Um, I'm thinking of if you had a, a fitted kitchen, they may have a website, but eventually you would probably go to a little showroom or see the materials of which your kitchen would be made out of. So we still probably need some physical places for some elements of the marketplace. But nevertheless, we can uh, see that unified products are sold globally. IKEA doesn't change its kitchen style from Sweden to Germany to Thailand. It's still the same kitchen style. But of course, saying all this, the internet does rule supreme. And, and as an example, during this particular lockdown, I've managed to get Nespresso coffee pods delivered to my house. Key workers, no, but Nespresso are using a supply chain of delivery at home, ordering products online to ensure that the business, or maybe flattened, does not actually flatline during this process. So distribution is enabled probably more expediently through the use of technology and the internet, and, and you've experienced that. Payment, um, well, PayPal has become so universal across the globe that um, um, people use that conf with confidence. We have bank credit cards, of course, which are universal. Um, and, and we do buy things across international uh, boundaries. And possibly if you're able to purchase through PayPal and bank cards, then you're not so worried too much about the exchange rate and the commission of £2 or whatever you might pay on that. Pricing, we've had a whole session on this about whether you go with the local marketplace or you reposition yourself or whether you go with what the brand actually represents. So football shirts are sold the same price across the globe, uh, despite the fact that there's a huge um, counterfeit market on those is the further east you go uh, and the cheaper they are. But nevertheless, the football clubs are not going to cheapen the brand to sell more of their shirts or merchandise because they think it would cheapen the football club's brand identity. Go East, they think in USD. Uh, you buy a large good and you'd be thinking about how much it costs in dollars. Um, it's just a cultural expectation. Come here, we talk about euros, sterling and USD. But in the East, they think that everything is dollars. They don't necessarily have an appreciation that there are some other powerful currencies around the world. Um, but I've got a question here where we think possibly sterling has been so battered. Should we now be pricing things in euros when we talk about uh, products and services? as it's probably going to be far more robust than our little island's currency of sterling. Um, I think most of you discovered that over 80% of UK citizens are happy to pay online for goods and services. So if we're doing that, then it's not unnatural to believe that the rest of the world are quite happy to be pay paying for goods and services online. Yes, there are differences in percentage uptake. I think Germany's less than us. Um, but uh, other parts of the world might be exceeding uh, the UK. And we found that out all through Euromonitor at the time, when we were looking at assignment one. Communications, well, this is all back to globalisation. Um, yes, in your 
manual and your handout or whatever instructions will be in the local language, as most of you have seen when you've purchased something new. Um, but should we change our main campaign to the local dialect? Well, probably so. But as you travel around the world and move from continent to continent, you will notice that English is still used on global adverts across the globe. And I even showed you uh, an example of that at Hanoi with banking cards with Chelsea and Manchester United. So we are lucky that English is the business language chosen of the world. And that's thanks, of course, to the Internet. The Internet has propelled English ahead because it's been driven by America. Um, perimeter advertising. I just thought of this today is that if you think about that, it's all in English, despite going across the globe to France, to Germany, to Spain. Um, Gazprom is Russian, Nissan Japanese, Heineken Dutch, Sony Japanese. But the advertising boardings are all in English. I know they're big brand names and they transcend all markets uh, globally. But when you think about it, that uh, they, they are expressing their views in an English language. Uh, so that's some thoughts there on communications. We've had a lecture on this. Uh, it is about language. It is about understanding the culture. It is also important to recognise that um, there are or companies or places which probably would reject the English language and far prefer for it to be seen in their local dialect. Um, but but that is becoming uh, increasingly different, difficult now with the use of technology. People are exposed to English quite more widespread than perhaps uh, they would otherwise be. Yes, I know Chinese and China has a huge um, population. And yes, they do have their own social media networks and search engines which are in Chinese. But nevertheless, they are more or less also increasingly exposed to English. So technology underpinning all this, it's all about speed, internal, external communications within organisations. You've experienced that yourself. Here I am. I'm, I'm recording a podcast to support your learning. Uh, it's technology. And if I'm doing it, then there's thousands of others doing it. Social media, sort of your Bible, the go-to place to be, is, again, the quickest way of getting your message out to your followers, to, to the marketplace. And, of course, you can do that in several um, languages. Um, uh, and, I, and I notice that there's a Japanese are on Twitter, and I notice Korean people are on Twitter in their domestic language. Uh, and, of course, Twitter will translate it for you. Influencers... Have they peaked is my question. They are still prominent, still popular, but are, are we getting a bit blasé towards the thought of influencers encouraging me to buy product X, product Y, product Z? But of course, big companies are not neglecting them because they see, again, it's a way, a way of using technology to move into a different marketplace quite rapidly. New processors on the horizon, well, we know about 5G. That's confirmed, it's coming. 
places are being rolled out with 5G. Uh, and of course, that will change the, the speed of, of downloads from what was, say, 30 seconds to two seconds. Uh, it literally is, is that fast. Um, Internet version 4, we introduced you to a book last year of Marketing 4.0. And of course, there is that thought that we are going to move on to a, a much more diverse uh, internet, particularly with, uh, um, uh, I can't think of the word where you put the goggles on and you look at things, virtual reality. Um, factories are, are tuned in more to short-run products, added as speed factories. You might want to look up those for coursework too which is one of the questions. Um, it means you can run things much more quickly through the factory, uh, short-run products, tool up quickly, and produce at the same quality. There's a couple of these factories in Germany that I know of. Now I've put the notion of technology. Let's not just think about technology in terms of information technology. Let's think about technology in terms of new materials, which create new product initiatives and therefore new market opportunities. So that's another element to consider in terms of technological development. Um, and of course, new technologies do enable new services. Um, you know, we've got Uber, uh, old hat now, Deliveroo, old hat now. But it's through technological development that these niche products have created a digital disruption to the general marketplace. And finally, I've just made a note that, you know, an app for coronavirus tracking will be with us before the end of June, that I am sure, uh, in order to enable track and trace to keep on top of this horrible, horrible disease. So technology is amongst us, it's around us, it continues to change at speed, uh, and and I'm just trying to pose the thought of different thoughts of how technology might be applied beyond the scope, of course, of just thinking about information technology. So that's it. A quick summary. Technology is always going to evolve. It will change the way in which we operate. We need to make profits. Sport is going to be impacted by this, as are the broadcasting companies. And, and businesses do adapt. You know, um, is working from home the new norm? Um, but that would only be permissible because of the internet. So that's it. Three years gone. I've put a bit of a message to all of you at the end of the advisory notes for coursework two. All I can do is say thank you. All I can say is bloody survive. And be safe. See you further up the road, as I always say.